All right, that sounds like a sick werewolf that needs, like, NyQuil. Or his voice is changing or something. It's a werewolf going through puberty. It's Teen Wolf going through puberty. But it, how can a werewolf go through puberty? Aren't they already hairy? Hey, Mommy, there's hair on my thing. Yeah, it's been there your whole life, you little wolf. Shut up. Go eat a zebra. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm Harlan Williams, and this is the Harlan Highway Halloween Special Podcast. Oh, boy. Get ready to be scared. Yeah, right. Um, We've got all types of scary things today. Um, We've got... uh, We've got a story, a go, kind of a semi-ghost story. I'm going to tell you about my experiences roaming through a graveyard. Uh, dead Julia Childs will be by with a Halloween recipe. And uh, I've got some poems for you. I've written some Halloween poems, one kind of silly and fun, and then one kind of really dark and edgy and scary. I hope you like them. Uh, and uh, Dr. Debbie Timer will be here to help us analyze this holiday we call Halloween. And also it's that Friday where I got to see Dr. Ascot. That's the most scariest thing of all here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming out. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Be afraid. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Hi! I'm Cinnamon Boy, and I love cinnamon! Oh, God, that'll do it. There's your big scare right there, that idiot. Cinnamon Boy. Thank God he's not on the show. Keep him out in the hall, Roger. No way that kid's getting in. Nothing will scare me worse than that idiot. Oh, boy, welcome one and all to the Harland Highway Halloween Special. Are you scared? Huh? Well, you better be, because here we go with the Harland Highway Halloween Special. Can't you feel it? It's alive. Watching. Waiting. Ooh, scary. Um, yeah, scary, scary Halloween. What's something scary that you've done? Uh, I'll tell you a little scary story that I did when I was a kid. Uh, not a kid. I'd say, you know, my late teens, uh, 18, 19, maybe even 20. I'll never forget. Um, I I was watching TV and there was some documentary on about the afterlife and the paranormal and, you know, when you're that young, you think, oh, it's on TV. It's got to be true. Oh, my goodness. So there was some guy that was on there and claimed that he had put a tape recorder on a grave. And 
Miraculously, he had somehow picked up a voice from the afterworld or the netherworld or the afterlife. And they played this recording, and I'll never forget it, send chills up my spine because it sounded so real. It was just all this, like, crackling, like, you know, like static noise. And then all of a sudden from the crackling came this voice that if ever you've heard a dead voice or a voice from the grave, this sounded like it. It was just there it was, the crackling, and then you just heard, I'm scared. I'm scared. And I was just like, oh, my God. It freaked me out. I'd never heard anything like it in my life. I was just like, whoa, and shivers up my spine. You could just kind of hear the voice coming through the crackle, and I was like, oh, man. So being scared and being an idiot, what do I do? I called up my one of my best buddies, the Chef. That was his name, the Chef. And uh, I said, dude, let's. I got a tape recorder. Let's go down to the graveyard in the middle of the night and put a tape recorder on my grandfather's grave. Oh, man. So my grandfather was buried in one of these massive graveyards, like literally like acres and acres, like a farmer's field, right? But in the middle of the city, the middle of Toronto. And, uh, you know, it's one of those creepy ones with the big iron gates and the archways and the tombs and the the big gravestones with the, the carvings of the angels on them and the, the, the gravestones were weathered and had moss. And, I mean, this is one of those old graveyards that's uh, got some oomph, you know? It's, a, it's one of those ones where every grave has a gravestone. It's not like the ones today where they just put a little, you know, a little square block in the ground that you can't even read and dogs walk up and pee on it. No, this was a real graveyard, right? And it went on forever. I mean, you literally, it was probably, you know, a mile long on uh, on each side. And then from side to side, it was probably half a mile wide. It was huge. So here we go. Uh, it's a kind of a chilly fall night. The wind's blowing a little bit. And uh, it's late. It's just a little bit of rain falling. And here's me and the shift. We scale this big stone wall and drop into the graveyard, and we're kind of crunching through the leaves. And uh, we finally track down my grandfather's grave. And it's just scary enough being in there. You know, it's so big that you, you, you lose sight of traffic and lights, and you're in the middle. So everything else is, just fades away. And so we uh, we put down the tape recorder, we put it on the grave, and there's a few leaves rustling around, and we just kind of leave it there, right? We leave it there, and we take off, and we wait. We just wait for an hour, and we're like, will we get that voice from the grave? And, uh, you know, we waited, and then we went back. We go back in an hour later, and we go get the tape recorder, and it's like, a, you know, an hour-long tape, and we go sit in the shift's car, and we're sitting in the dark, 
at the side of the road, and we hit play, and uh, there it is. You can just hear the wind and the leaves rustling. Just, just that staticky noise, right? And I got to say, it was pretty scary because even though in the back of your head, there's like, ah, nothing's going to happen here, right? But at the same time, when you're listening to a pretty steady, consistent noise, like, right, you're, you're just waiting. You're sitting there on pins and needles going, oh, my God, if that noise breaks and suddenly we hear a voice, It's like, oh, my God, help me, help me. I, I, I would be terrified. It probably would have ruined my life if I heard my grandfather's voice. I would have just been terrified and haunted by it forever. So that's one scary experience I'm glad never worked out for me. Rest in peace, Grandpa, and I promise never to bug you again. You better not, you little prick. Seven days. Listen, asshole. No, you listen, you little bitch. If you hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish. Well, it's our Halloween show here at the Harland Highway, and what would Halloween be without bringing back a person from the grave, digging up the dead, and who better to bring back than a favorite to this show... Dead Julia Childs, uh, you know she loves holidays, she she loves to create dishes, and apparently she's got an incredible holiday dish for us for Halloween, so let's get her in here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's connoisseur, dead Julia Childs. Welcome to the Harland Highway, Julia. Oh, so good to be here on such a wonderful holiday. Well, you sound fired up, and uh, I can hear excitement in your voice. That's probably a maggot. They're crawling all over my windpipe. Okay, that's a little creepy. Thank you. Um, well, what have you got prepared for Halloween, Julia Childs? Well, everyone loves punch. Yeah, I guess they do. Who doesn't like a good punch? Halloween punch is delicious. All right, well, how do you make Halloween punch? Well, here's what you do. You get a big giant metal ladle, okay? And you get a big bowl, a big plastic punch bowl, all right? And you stand at your door in the dark and wait for those annoying little bastards in their costumes to ring your doorbell. Well, what are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about, those little trick-or-treat faggots. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, Julia. Well, they're annoying. Well, what about the punch? That's what I'm getting to. What you do is you wait till the doorbell rings. Yes. You open the door. Yes. And the minute they yell trick-or-treat. Yes. You put a punch bowl on their head smack them with the ladle, and punch them in the head. What? It's called Halloween Punch. Just punch the shit out of the annoying little pricks. Oh, my God, Julia. Smack, bang, boom. How about my bony, rotted knuckle right in your face, you little pirate? Or how about you, Peter Pan? 
How about a drop kick in the throat? Huh? Or what about you, Superman? Why don't I pull one of my arms out of the rotten sockets and smack you across your little curly Q forehead? And take that! A roundhouse kick right in the nuts! Spider-Man? Trick or treat my rotten decomposing ass cheeks. I'll give you a treat. How about some of my Halloween punch? Oh my god, Julia Childs. Well, better be getting back to the grave. I don't want my legs to fall off and make a stump out of myself. All right, Julia Childs with her Halloween punch. Uh, easy recipe to do, I guess, if we break it down. You wait till the kids ring your doorbell, and when the door opens, just punch them in the face. Exactly! All right, there you go. Julia Childs, dead Julia Childs, with some Halloween punch. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You can either ignore it, or you can help me to stop it. Trick or treat, smell my feet. Uh, Who came up with that one, by the way? Trick or treat, smell my feet. So someone opening their door has a little kid standing there, and the kid's like, look, you can give me a treat, or you can give me a trick, or I can take my shoes and socks off, and put my feet on your nose, and you can take a nice deep sniff. I mean, that's kind of like a threat. It's not so much a cute little uh, holiday Halloween greeting. It's it's like a full-on threat. Hey, look, pal, give me a trick or give me a damn treat, or you're going to get a foot up your nose, all right? All right, all right. Um... So I don't really know where that one came from. I mean, you know, I guess you could say anything. Trick or treat, smell my shotgun barrel. Oh, my. (laughs) So anyways, uh, I told you I'd be reading a couple of little poems for you here. The first one's kind of light and fun. It's called Trick or Treat, Smell My Feet. And uh, the second one. Oh, the second poem. We're going to do that near the end because it's going to scare your ass. <laughs> so let's start with something light and fun. Here's my first poem, Trick or Treat, Smell My Feet. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. Tonight's the night that I could die, free, free candy a mile high. Give me sweets and give me gum, and I will grow a big fat bum. I'll eat it all, I'll eat it all, chocolate fudge and a caramel ball. I'll stuff it in, I'll stuff it in, I barely know where to begin. Popcorn clusters and gummy bears, wine gums flavored like ripened pears. M&M's and chocolate bars, three musketeers, coffee crisps and Mars. I'll fill five bags, or maybe ten. Dump them out and go back again. I want your treats. Give them all to me. I love candy for the price of free. Lollipops and licorice whips. A hundred bags of potato chips. 
And let me say so you will know There is one house that I won't go The health-conscious dick at the top of the hill I want to punch, I want to kill He's the one who gives out fruit Apples and oranges instead of sugary loot He drops them in, my candy's crushed Stupid sandal-wearing granola putts I take it out and throw it hard Smash the window in his front yard Stick with candy, I'm just a kid If I want an apple, I'll go to the supermarket, you ass face And that's how it ends I, I thought I'd end on ass face So there you go, that's your first Halloween poem Not super scary, but in keeping with the theme of the Halloween Um... So I hope you enjoyed that one. But like I said, stay tuned, because later on, <laughs> I don't know if you'll survive the scary poem coming. And speaking of scary, good Lord. As fate would have it, my visit with Dr. Ascot just happens to fall on my Halloween special, and I have to sit down with him. I'm sorry that I have to interrupt our scary special I was having a good time, and now that's coming to an end thanks to this knob. So here we go. Let's get it over with, and then we'll get back to the scary. My session with Dr. Ascot. <sighs> Hello, Holland. Hello, Dr. Ascot. I hope you know you made me interrupt my Halloween special. Holland. Well, come on. I got a commitment to my listeners, my fans. My, my, the Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. Holland, stop making up names. Well, that's what they're called. Holland. Okay, hurry up and get it over with so I can get back to my Halloween special. Why don't you tell me about your Halloween special, Holland? Well, it's a podcast where I deal with Halloween and scary things and stuff like that. What do you think? What I think, Holland, is maybe in keeping with the theme of your Halloween special and things that go bump in the night. Yes? Why don't we discuss your fears, Holland? Oh, you mean besides the yellow shirt you're wearing? Holland. Well, what do you mean? Holland, why don't you sit down and tell me what scares Holland? <sighs> Look, this this isn't about analyzing things. This is a fun holiday. Holland. All right, you know what scares me? Ever since I was a little boy, I've been afraid that there's a monster hiding in my closet. Excellent, Holland. Well, it's not excellent. It, I, I lose a lot of sleep at night. I, I lay there paranoid for a little while, and then I finally go to sleep. But I've always been afraid of that closet. Holland, I think maybe we should find a way to get rid of that fear. Oh, I, I don't think you can. It's a lifelong thing. Holland, I have a sneaky feeling that your fear of the monster in the closet is just a subliminal fear of something else. Well, I don't know what that means. If that's fancy shrink talk, then so be it. Holland, why don't we put you in the closet over here? What are you talking about? Right here in the closet, Holland. 
We'll leave all the lights on and I'll stand out here so you know everything's safe, Holland. No, I, I don't think this is a good idea. I'll, I'll flip out. Holland, I'll be right here with all the lights on. You can go in the closet, get over your fear of the monster, and deal with the real reasons you're afraid. Again, I don't know what that means, but I, I, I think maybe there could be something to your idea about me going in there, and, and I think I know what you're saying, overcoming the, the monster that's been plaguing me. Get the monster off my back. Exactly, Holland. All right, I'm going to do this, and you're going to be here. You're not going to leave. You're not going to turn out the lights. I'll be right here, Holland. All right, I'm okay. I'm getting in the closet. Excellent, Holland. Okay, I'm in, I'm in the closet. Now what? Holland, why don't we talk about what your real fear is of being in the closet? Well, what do you mean? I mean, I'm in the closet. There's clothes. There's some hangers in here. Holland, why don't we talk about your sexuality? Uh, what are you, what are you talking about? Holland, it looks like you're in the closet. And your real fear isn't of a monster. It's that you have a sexual appetite for men, Holland. Oh, come on! No! You're not drawing that analogy! Now, there's no way I'm getting out of here! Yes, Holland, why don't you come out of the closet? What did you just say? Come out of the closet, Holland. Oh, no, I see what you're doing. Come out of the closet, and then forevermore, I'm going to come out of this closet, and you're going to label me, you're going to think I like man, right? Holland, come out of the closet, Holland. No, I'm not coming out of the closet. I mean, I'm not coming out of this thing until you leave, because you're not pinning that on me. I like the chicks. I don't know, Holland. You are in a closet. Come out of the closet, Holland. No, I'm not coming out of the closet. I think you better. I thought I heard a monster in there, Holland. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that to me. Don't tell me there's a monster in here. You better come out of the closet, fairy boy. Don't do that. Don't. Uh, no, I'm, I can't come out because then forevermore you'll say, Harlan, you came out of the closet. You, came, you like men, Harlan. Harlan, there's a monster in there and a penis. Which one scares you more, Arlen? Stop it! Arlen, if you'd like me to leave the room so you can come out of the closet on your own, I'm happy to do so. Yes, please. Just get out of here. Get out of here. You're, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm claustrophobic. Get out of here. Let me do this. I'm leaving the room, Arlen. Come out of the closet at your leisure. Ascot? Are you gone? Are you gone? Are you out there? I know you're still out there. Are you gone? Okay. Okay, I think he's gone. I'm, I'm coming out of the closet. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm coming out of the closet. Okay, I'm out of the closet. Aha! I knew you were a homosexual man lover, Holland. What are you doing hiding behind the couch? 
Arlen, can I get the janitor in here so you can cup his balls in your hands, Arlen? Stop it! That's not gay! I came out of the closet because there was a monster in there! Get out of here! Oh, I'll get out of here all right, Arlen. I'm sure I'll be able to find some handyman working around the building for you. Get out of here! Nothing like a lollipop to suck on on Halloween, right, Arlen? Get out! How about an ice cream coxicle, Arlen? Get out! I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know. And they'll say, why, she wouldn't even harm a fly. All right, well, it is Halloween. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't really understand what the holiday is. Like Christmas I get, Easter I get. Thanksgiving I get, but Halloween, uh, maybe I just don't know what it's really all about outside of kids dressing up and going out for candy. So I thought to help clarify the holiday, we'd bring in uh, Dr. Debbie Timer and, uh, you know, get a little bit of her expertise on Halloween. Hello, Dr. Debbie, are you there? Hello, Harlan. Great to be here. Great to have you, and uh, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. Absolutely. No problem. My patients can wait. Oh, okay. Well, um, tell us what you know about Halloween, uh, Dr. Debbie. What, what is the significance of this holiday? Well, Halloween, Harland, is a uh, holiday that celebrates the Day of the Dead, and basically... We celebrate that people die. What do you mean? I'm not sure I, I, I follow that. Well, Harlan, have you ever had anyone die? Uh, yeah, my, my grandparents died. And how was that for you? Well, that was very sad and traumatic. Well, instead of it being sad and traumatic, why don't you celebrate that they died? Why would I celebrate that they died? Because that's what Halloween is. I don't think that's exactly... How did your grandparents die? Well, one had a tragic heart attack, and the other one died slowly in a hospital. Applause, applause, applause. Let's celebrate. It's the Day of the Dead. Thank God they're dead. Now, wait a minute. Let's not... Uh, that sounds a little insensitive. It's not insensitive, Harlan. It's a wonderful holiday where millions upon millions of children are running through the streets celebrating the passing of your grandparents, a slow, miserable death in a hospital, and a sudden heart attack. Now, wait a minute. What strange kids are not celebrating? How would they be celebrating my parents, my grandparents' death? Well, let's put it this way. Kids are out there celebrating your grandparents' death with chocolate bars, chips, and bubble gum. Now, wait a minute. Their lives were worth more than that. Not really. Just ask Spider-Man, a pirate, or some four-year-old dressed up like Shrek. Your parents were nothing more than a bag of M&Ms. Okay, that is insensitive. I don't like where you're going with this. Well... Just because you're too old to go trick-or-treating, you might be resenting the children celebrating the death of your grandparents. Has anyone else in your family died? Well, yeah, I had a cousin who died of cancer. What kind of cancer? 
well, it was bone cancer. It was a horrible, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, don't get all misty-eyed, Harlan. Just know that millions of kids are out there eating chips and playing with licorice whips over your dead cousin's cancer-riddled corpse. All right, this is a, Dr. Debbie. I think I'm going to end it right here. End it? Is that a metaphor for your dead relatives and how they came to the end of their lives? Okay, g- goodbye. This isn't working. I thought we could have an intelligent conversation about the meaning of Halloween, and you've just taken it to this horrible place, dug up all these horrible comparisons. I like the way you said dug up. Maybe we could go to the graveyard and dig up some of your grave. Okay, goodbye. God, good Lord, very, very insensitive. I know she's a uh, she's a certified uh, therapist and life coach, and but... I don't know. That just seemed a little off. A little off. God. Well, maybe it's good we're getting to the end of the Halloween special, and uh, I think we'll save the best for last. And uh, as I promised you, a scary poem that I wrote, a little poem where I kind of brought together all the bits and pieces of horror movies that I've seen over the course of my life, and I kind of wrote this poem using uh, some of my favorite horror flicks as uh, inspiration. Um, And so here it is. We'll close out the show with a terrifying poem I wrote called Mr. Scary. Hope you enjoy it, and make sure you don't turn the lights out while you listen to it. My name is Mr. Scary, and I'm coming to your town. I should be there this evening, just as the sun goes down. And although we've never met, you certainly know my wares. I peddle in the industry of Halloween-time scares. I'm the one beneath your bed who waits till you're asleep. Then I emerge quite unperturbed and eat you like fresh meat. I hide inside your closet and when you reach in for some shoes, I'll grab your neck and slash it, then drink your blood like booze. My teeth are corncob yellow, my skin like rotten fish. My eyes burn like hell's doorknob, my breath like rancid piss. My touch is cold and clammy, my fingers almost bone, my hair all damp and slimy, my nose a moldy scone. I come to pay my respects, but only once a year. I don't come to ingratiate but rather fill you up with fear. My goal is to torment you, make your veins run icy cold, stop your heart, tear you apart, and shove you in a hole. I slink around your neighborhood and wallow in the dark. I'm that unfamiliar footstep in the underground car park. 
I'm the sinister little chuckle that you hear when no one's there. I'm the glistening eye that watches you from underneath the stair. They call me mad, call me insane, but I'm really just an addict. To bring pain, wrap you in cellophane, and stuff you in the attic. I'm the one who writes Die Pig in the fog upon your mirror. And even though you block me out, you know I'm getting nearer. And if you try to drive away, I'm crouched in the back seat. I push my knife into your spine and curl the toes upon your feet. Unpack your bags, cancel your plans, because you can never leave. No matter where you go, I'm always there on Hollow's Eve. I'll peel your skin, smash your shin, hang you from the ceiling. Cut off your toes, strangle you with pantyhose until you have no feeling. Then I'll pull you down, drive across the town, and to the cemetery. With your lips sewn shut, you'll have given up as I slowly start to bury. And the last thing you'll see is little old me saying, Nice to meet you. My name is Mr. Scary. <laughs> right? Did I get you? Did I, that was pretty intense, right? You're probably thinking, oh my god. Harlan's a creep. Oh, my God. So, no, 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 no. You've all seen the horror movies, and I borrowed little bits and pieces that were stuck in my head. And I thought, you know what? This whole show's been kind of goofy and silly and fun. I'm going to get them right at the end. I'm going to write something really crazy and scary. So I hope I got you, man. Ooh, I hope you're scared to go to sleep now. Mr. Scary's coming to get you. <laughs> I don't know. I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried to be scary. Who knows? Hope you enjoyed it. Um, happy Halloween. Be safe. Watch out for Mr. Scary. Um, have a good time. Laugh, giggle, have fun. Celebrate. Celebrate life. Because one day someone will be celebrating your death on Halloween. So enjoy it while you're here. And uh, I enjoy doing the podcast for you. Thanks for uh, being here. And uh, until next time, look in your Halloween bag. Because right there at the bottom is a big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. (laughs) 